What's up, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Secret Sauce Podcast, where we chat with the most people-focused Chick-fil-A operators about their secret sauce for creating a culture of care and a movement of multiplying leaders. On behalf of the Wild Spark team, I'm your host, Josh Swing. As an effective leader, we're constantly looking for opportunities to better connect, build relationships, and ultimately positively impact the lives of others. Well, our guest today, Kathy McCloy, is going to share some valuable insights and examples of how she does this at a high level with her team at Chick-fil-A Hutchinson. Kathy is a wife. She's a mother to three awesome boys. She's a business owner. She's someone who's extremely generous with her time, talents, and resources. I see this play out with her family, her team, and the work she's doing through Nicaragua Resource Network and the school she supports in Managua. Today, we'll discuss how to do life with your team, why you should always be open to the next yes, and what it looks like to forgive fast and give grace to yourself and your team. Let's dive in. Kathy, thank you for being my first guest and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I hope you didn't mess up having me as the first guest. I don't know if I can fill those big shoes, but I'll do my best. Nonsense. When I was thinking about who to have on, I actually reached out to some of our team and asked, who are some of your favorite Chick-fil-A operators? The people who are most others focused, who you think would be great fits who had the personality to come on and add a lot of value for other operators. And Maggie, Maggie Malone, who is your client success leader here at WildSpark, um, mentioned you. And so I think that says a lot about the impact that you've had on our team, just from our partnership and the qualification for you to be on the show today. So I'm really excited about all the value that you're going to bring to the table and you talking about the way that you think about your team. But I think the first question that I have, Kathy, and I think what everybody is probably dying to know, and this may be, this may bring in a little controversy, but if you could only have one Chick-fil-A sauce off of your menu for the rest of your life, nothing else, what would it be? Um, Well, I may get stoned to death because I'm not going to say Chick-fil-A sauce. I'm going to say honey mustard. That is my favorite sauce on everything in the store. Man, hot take going with the honey mustard. I like it. Now I want to talk a little bit about your secret sauce as an operator and the way that you lead your team. What is it that you feel is a strength for you in the way that you engage your team? What would you say is your secret sauce when it comes to leading your store? For me, it would be not a complete lack of boundaries, but complete availability for my team. And maybe you would call it a complete lack of boundaries. I just really do life with my team, with the leaders, with my team members. I want to be involved in the good stuff, the bad stuff. I'm just in the mess with the team. And I think that that is my secret sauce is that they can trust me and they know that I really genuinely care about them and what's going on in their lives, sometimes even more so outside of the restaurant than in the restaurant. That's really good. And if I'm hearing you correctly, Kathy, you're saying... Contrary to popular belief or the way that we typically think as leaders is that we need to have up these guardrails or this protection, you know, from our team uh, to make sure that we stay balanced, that we don't have burnout and things like that. But you're saying the way that we should approach this is to do life with them and to show vulnerability as a leader in the way that we engage with them. Is that correct? 
I'm saying that's the way I approach it. That's not necessarily the healthiest for everyone, but that's how I do my whole life. That's how I parent. That's how I volunteer. That's how I serve in church. That's how I do all the things in my life is just all in. And for me, that's the only way that I know how to do things is all in. And I love it. Like that's what fills my tank up. When I leave the store some days thinking like, man, I have the best job in the world. No one has a better job than me. It is the days that I have been in the yuck, even in hard conversations or, but I've been right there interacting with leaders and with team members in the restaurant. Those are the days that fill my tank up. Man, really good. Talk to me about what that practically looks like. I know you mentioned you want to do life with your team. And talk, so talk to me a little bit about what those conversations look like. What are some of the questions you're asking them? What kind of time are you spending on that? And how does it play out in the day-to-day of the store and of the business? Well, I'm real upfront. Well, I'm I'm real open too. I'm an open book. They know what's going on in my life. They know about my kids and my husband and they know what's happening in my life. And I love the opportunity to tell them when I mess things up and, you know, just to be human for them too. So I'm approachable, but then also just so they know that there isn't that expectation of perfection that I mess things up every day also. But I have frequent one-on-ones with all of my leaders and sometimes with team members also. And I just tell them right up front, if someone comes to me and says that they want to be a leader or they go to you know, someone above them and tell them that they want to be a leader. My first thing that I tell them is, well, that's going to change our relationship a lot. If you become a leader in this restaurant, I'm going to be in your business and you're going to be in mine. And so just know that I'm going to want to know about your personal goals. I'm going to want to know what's happening outside of the restaurant. I'm going to ask you hard questions. And so to be a part of the leadership team in our restaurant, I really focus on growing them as human beings. The majority of the people in my restaurant aren't going to be you know, lifers with Chick-fil-A. And so I want to make sure that 10 years from now, they look back to their time at Chick-fil-A and don't just think like, man, I can make a milkshake really fast. Like I want them to look back and think I'm a better person because I work there. I'm a better mom, a better dad, a better whatever they choose to be because they spent time with me and spent time at Chick-fil-A. I think that's amazing that you share that. I know that for a long time, Chick-fil-A has shown this, but recently they released their new mantra, the organization's new mantra or motto of to be the world's most caring company. I believe that that plays out in the way that you engage your team. It shows it shows really high levels of care and it helps people feel valued when you ask questions beyond just the operational side of their work or the professional side of their work to dive into the personal side. So I think something simple that everybody could do is next time you have a one-on-one with a leader that's on your team, don't just ask questions about what's happening in the store, but ask a simple question like, hey, tell me what's going on in in your life outside of the store. Little questions like that are going to open up that relationship and allow you to get to know them individually versus just professionally and what they can produce for you. One of my favorite things with that is, you know, we have clear goals set in the restaurant, you know, whether it's speed of service or accuracy or, you know, we have very clear goals set for them to chase, but everyone shift leader up has a personal goal um, that they're accountable to me for. And I say, give me a goal that I can hold you accountable for in your personal life. And how are we going to do it? Mm -hmm. And so it might be like whether they're working out certain grades in classes, spending X amount of time studying, spending X amount of time reading the Bible, whatever they're, they set their own personal goal and we work out a system of how I can help hold them accountable for that. So I do think that 
caring outside of the restaurant is part of what drives results in the restaurants too. I'm not doing it because I want to drive results in the restaurant. I'm doing it because I believe it's right. But the byproduct is it also drives results in the restaurant because they want to do good for you because they care about you. Yeah. Well, it shows that you're in their corner, which I imagine creates incredibly high levels of trust with your team and them knowing that. Man, this is so good. I think we could stay here for the whole conversation today, Kathy, and build a whole podcast around just this question. Uh, But we are going to talk about some other things here. My, My next question for you, what you just talked about and really the secret sauce that you bring in with your team, you could do that anywhere. You really could apply that to any situation Uh, But talk to me about why and how Chick-fil-A, what led you to where you are today in Hutchinson, Kansas, Uh, because I know that you mentioned in some of our, before we, uh, before we hopped on today, that in your former career, you were working by yourself doing training and and consulting. And so what shifted to bring you in to, uh, to Hutchinson, Kansas? Well, I never in a million years thought that I would be with Chick-fil-A. I have a four-year art degree, which doesn't really, you know, play into running a restaurant. But my husband and I live our philosophy and our, our kids, our philosophy in life is yeah, is yes. We say yes to whatever God wants from us. And we say yes before he even asks. And so those are the how we make the decisions in our life. And I was running my own business and doing well in the town that we used to live in. And the operator there, Derek Johnson, who is now a financial consultant for Chick-fil-A, but he was the operator in Terre Haute, Indiana. And he started trying to recruit me to come to Chick-fil-A. And it was a hard no for me pretty quick. It was flattering and nice, but I was going to take a pay cut. And I had never worked for anyone else in my whole life. And I just didn't like the restraints that I thought would come with the job and take away time from my kids. And so it was a hard no. And thank goodness, Derek was real persistent (laughs) and wooed me in. And then he was real smart. And he sent me to the support center right out of the gate. I went like month one or two of doing just some like freelance work for them. And then I, they sent me to the support center and then I was bought in. When I started learning about the mission of Chick-fil-A, the larger company of Chick-fil-A, that's what drew me in. And so I said yes to Derek and I ended up in um, a full-time position for him. He came to me a little bit after that and said, Hey, this is silly. I think you need to be an operator. Like, I don't think you should be working for me. I think God brought you here because you're supposed to be an operator. And so I started the operator selection process because that was just my next yes. My husband and I prayed about it and God made me say yes to Chick-fil-A for no apparent reason. Then he made me say yes to the operator selection process. And um, as I grew to love Chick-fil-A and went through the process, Derek ended up leaving. My store went through an eight-month transition as a core store before the second operator came, Evan Williamson and Terre Haute, which I know you're friends with Evan. Um, But through the process, we started praying about where God wanted us to go, where he wanted us to go. I had never thought I would leave Terre Haute. I was going to raise my boys there, the same schools I went to, and that's where I wanted to raise my kids. But then when Hutchinson became available, I just checked all of our boxes and we prayed about it. And even though I didn't think it was what I wanted to do to move to Kansas, it was what God wanted. And so then once I got here, I know that this was the yes, you know, saying yes all along gets you to the right place. You can't mess up if you just say yes to whatever God's asking. Yeah. So you had this perfect picture of what you thought life was going to look like in, in Terre Haute. And 
what you're saying, Kathy, is you don't always have to have it all figured out. And I think as humans, a lot of times we want that. We want there to be this clear plan in place. We want to know exactly what's in front of us before we take that next step. And it doesn't sound like that existed with some of those yeses that you uh, that you said in in your Chick Fil A journey. Not at not at all. I tell my I have three boys, you know, and I tell all my boys all the time when people ask you what you want to grow, what you want to be when you grow up, you just say awesome. I want to be awesome. I want to be wherever God wants me. I want to be awesome because I think it's fine to not know. You know, I didn't know this is where I wanted to be, and I can't imagine a place where I'd be happier. So. Yeah. And and to go back and highlight what you just shared and looking for the next yes and always being open to the next yes, that can play out, I think, on a big scale, like making a decision to shift your career or to move cities, but it can also play out on a small scale and, you know, whether or not to have that conversation or whether or not to jump at that smaller opportunity that could exist, that could lead to something else. So I, I believe that that can play out in the big decisions that we have to make, but also the little day-to-day decisions that we have to make uh, every single day. So this is all so good. My, my next question that I was going to shift into is, I love really right now, and I know that we're coming off of, of Women's History Month, really the, the focus and the emphasis recently in our world that's been placed on women and, and females in leadership. And I know that you have some ideas Kathy, about the perception of the perception of the challenges that female business leaders and business owners face. But talk to me about the realities of what exists when it comes to the unique challenges that you face um, and the way that you're wired as a woman and how that plays out in the roles that you have in life. I frequently get calls or um, like people reference other women that are trying to pursue the operator opportunity, they'll say from a, a male operator that will say, I'd love for you to talk to Kathy so she can tell you some of the obstacles that come with being a female operator, or how it's different. And I truthfully really think that my obstacles are exactly the same as every other man, male operator um, in the company. I have obstacles as a woman. It doesn't matter if I'm a business owner or if I'm just an awesome church volunteer or if I was a teller at the grocery store. I think women are wired to want to take care of their family. And and I know that may sound ultra conservative, but I just believe that I'm wired and most women are wired to want to take care of their families. And so it doesn't matter what takes you away. You're going to have some of that mom guilt. That's a real thing. If I am serving in Nicaragua, if I am working at the restaurant, if I am at the grocery store buying groceries for those kids, I wish that I was with them. And so I don't think that the obstacle comes with being a business owner, with become with being a Chick-fil-A operator. I just think that as women, we are naturally wired to want to take care of our kids. And the mom guilt for me goes both directions. When I'm with my kids, when I dish out of the restaurant early and I go to my kids' wrestling meet or track meet or whatever takes me away from my family... I have a little bit of like, I wish I was at the store. Like, I wish I was with the team. I wish I was with them, caring for them. And then when I am at the restaurant and I need to stay late and I'm having these one-on-one meetings that like fill my tank up and I feel good at it and I love it. I still think like, I wonder what my kids are eating for dinner. I mean, they're eating, my husband's taking care of them at night, but <laughs> like, I, I wonder, you know, like, I wonder what's happening at my house. I wonder if he needs help with his homework. I wish I could just watch an, an Avengers movie with them. I don't think that I have extra obstacles because I'm a woman business owner. I think it's just as a woman, we're wired to want to care for people. And so 
it doesn't matter what you're doing. If it takes you away from the other, you're going to struggle with that. But the best advice I can give. And when I had release and true joy from that is when I realized that I'm just going to suck at one or the other. Most of the time that <laughs> I said, suck, I wasn't going to say, suck at the podcast, <laughs> but when you, when you give yourself permission to today, I am an awesome operator and I am taking care of people here and I'm taking care of the community and I'm taking care of my team. And you know what? My kids are loved and safe and with their dad and great. And then, you know, the next day when the screens are red and somebody needs my attention, but I have to say, Hey, I got to go, I got to go pick up my kid from this, or I got to go do this to give myself permission that sometimes I'm going to stink at being an operator. And sometimes I'm going to stink at being a mom, but if I'm just doing the best I can, I have to release that guilt, you know, Mm. just, and that's where joy and peace comes from of just knowing that there's seasons and days when you're better at one than the other, but everybody knows that they're cared for and loved at the end. Yes. I love that. And and giving yourself grace and and knowing that we're not perfect, you know, we're never going to be perfect, but finding peace and joy and knowing that you're putting forward your best effort with whatever it is, knowing that I may be a great parent one day and a terrible business leader. And I, I may be a great business leader one day and may feel like a terrible parent the next day but finding the rhythms and understanding that there's seasons that exist. and, and coming I have through. found too, that I put that on myself. Like, I don't think very seldom, very seldom do my kids think I'm a terrible mom. You know, yeah. I think I just put that on myself. That's just how I'm wired internally and given myself permission to just be a mediocre mom today and a great operator and then flip it the next day or weeks, you know, like when you're short staffed, you know, the storm, the, your home life's, might suffer a little bit while you're, you know, filling gaps in the restaurant and working to hire people. And, you know, sometimes the restaurants run an awesome, you know, awesome. And my kids have a whole bunch of events in a week and I may spend less time in the restaurant that week, but just knowing that it's seasons and that if I'm seeking God's will and given my hundred percent, then that is always enough. And a lot of times I would agree with what you said, Kathy, as leaders, we're our biggest critic um, Mm -hmm. and we're the hardest on ourselves and so we, we hold ourselves to this certain standard. And, and in reality, other people don't think what we think, what, what's going on in our mind. And so being quick to forgive yourself, I think is, is really important for when things come up. You talked about mom life, and I know you have three wonderful boys and watching Avengers sounds like the best thing ever, but tell me a little bit about uh, what you've learned from your boys or what they have taught you in life that you've been able to apply in other aspects of your life with maybe how you lead your team? Yeah. Well, it makes me a little cooler during my interviews with high school kids when I know all the names of the video games and all those things. But I mean, (laughs) as far as real life value, I think from my kids, I have learned that it's okay to not know everything. It's okay to not have the answers. It's okay to make mistakes. My husband and I had kids a little bit later in life And we kind of agreed at the beginning that neither one of us knew what the heck we were doing. I was like, never the mom that went and like took the crying baby away from the husband. I would be like, I don't know why he's crying. You don't know why. Let's just figure it out. You hold him. (laughs) And so I think that those lessons from my kids of just, I don't have all the answers and I'm just going to do the best I can. And then also just learning to give grace and forgiveness as they navigate life and decisions. And I think one of the reasons my next yes was Hutchinson, just this is a super young team, really young team, high school to junior college kids, almost the entire team. And it's so fun watching them just navigate life and screw some stuff up and need forgiveness and need grace. And 
I think it just plays in into my season of life. I am in parenting also, it just ties right together. And I'm sure it goes such a long way with your team too, that they know that there is freedom to fail. There is freedom to mess up as long as we're learning from those mistakes and continuing to grow from it. But I noticed a theme there and what you talked about for yourself and being having grace and forgiveness for yourself, but then also having grace and forgiveness for your team, for the people that are in your life, whether that's your boys or whether that's your team at Chick-fil-A Hutchinson. My next question was, was going to be giving us a ton of value today, Kathy, through some of the things that you've talked about. And clearly you're, you're impacting the next generation of, of leaders. And here at WildSpark, we're all about multiplying leaders and creating these movements through investing in others' lives. I would love to hear on the flip side of that, who, who was that multiplying leader for you as you think over the course of your life, the people who had the biggest impact on you and what they taught you that you now apply to your life and the way that you lead your team, like you've just talked about. Uh, I'd love to hear who, who some of those individuals are and what they taught you along the way. I've been super blessed. I could like alphabetize a list of 20 great leaders that have been in my life that have made a difference for me. It would have started in my house with my mom and dad. My mom and dad were great examples for me. My dad was a business owner himself, started from nothing absolutely nothing. And, you know, built a great business that my brother now runs. And just from my dad, I just learned that you have to work hard and that you have to be willing to do hard things that you have to do right. Even when no one's looking, that integrity is what's important, that taking care of, of your responsibilities, taking care of other people, going above and beyond expectation. I hate the, like, you have to work hard to get what you want pull yourself up from your bootstraps. Like that's not that's not what I want to say in like the fluffy form of working hard, but just genuinely being w- willing to do hard things, you know, that I can remember playing basketball in middle school, high school, and my dad coming in the side door, like greasy and dirty and filthy and standing over in the side deal to watch me play basketball and then leaving and going back to work at seven o'clock at night. So just, you know, willing to sacrifice and work hard. He never missed anything for us, but I know how hard he worked. And then I, I went to college at the University of Tennessee Martin, and I was blessed with a real awesome coach in, in college who really taught me about like goal setting and writing your goals down and just got introduced to more of the mental side of development, development of yourself, development of others. And so that coach, um, John Luthi was his name, made a huge, huge difference. I have to give him a shout out made a huge difference in my life of just the example of godly leadership of Christ-centered leadership came um, from John Luthi in college. So those would probably be two of the most impactful that I can look back and think like, I make the decision this way. I, I make these decisions this way. I am who I am because of how they spoke into my life. Yeah, that's really good. And uh, I loved the, uh, I guess the disclaimer that you gave with, with like, I'm not talking about the cliche, yeah. You know, do your best and pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but the willingness, I'm thankful that you clarified the willingness to do the hard things, not shying away from the challenging things and the challenging times in life. And then what you learned from your coach and your ability to set goals and to go for those goals and have this God-centered leadership uh, in the way that you impact others. One of my last questions 
Kathy, is just going to be really a shameless plug because we're partnered together through through WildSpark, the company that I work with, in helping leaders like you who are very others focused, um, who are very generous to maximize their impact that they're making on their team. And so I'd love to hear about just some of the value that WildSpark's created for you and your team and what's been your experience with it. Yeah. When I came into Hutch, which I've only been here just a little less than a year, but when I came into Hutch, the previous operator, he left to relocate to his hometown and several of the directors, the higher level leadership in the team went with him to his new restaurant. And so I was left with one pretty experienced leader. Then the majority of the rest of the leaders were super young, you know, may have been really rock star proficient team members, but that were now kind of being thrust into leadership and had never been taught to lead. You know, they were operationally the strongest team members in the restaurant, but they had not been taught how to have hard conversations, how to give feedback, you know, how to self-evaluate, how to take feedback. And, you know, they just had not been taught how to lead people and especially how to drive results through other people. They had just knew how to drive results through their high performance. And so uh, we started WildSpark right out of the gate um, when I got here. And it has been a huge blessing just listening to them in the team meetings every month. We have a, we have a, a individual meetings about it. Then we'll have a group meeting, a WildSpark group meeting and listening to them hash through and just, it's real fun. It's super encouraging to me. I mean, I'm learning stuff too, but listening to them for the first time, like, oh, like we just did a feedback um, segment, which was one of my favorite ones so far and listening to them then, you know, use those tools in the restaurant. I hear them giving feedback. I hear them like really applying the things that they're learning in WildSpark. So it's been just, that's probably been the biggest blessing since I have been at Hutch is watching these young leaders develop over the last 10 months to be an awesome team members who had a leadership title to being true leaders in the store. It gets me so fired up just to hear you talk about the application of it of it coming out in their day-to-day lives and the way that they give feedback to each other, you know, on a daily basis there in the store, because that's what we do it for. That's the main driver for if this is going to be successful or not, is does it get applied? Do they utilize what they're learning? Also to hear you talk about the shift of focus from being great leaders of themselves and being really high potential to than being great leaders of others and being others focused of how can I bring other people along with me on this leadership journey versus just leading myself. So thank you for sharing that, Kathy. It means a lot to me. I do want to take just a brief moment to recap. So you've said today, Kathy, and some of what I think would, will really resonate with anybody that's listening to this, three major things from the questions that we walk through together. The first thing was your focus on relationships and how you do life with your team. And I believe the practical action step that we can all take is in our next conversations with our leaders to push beyond just the professional side of what they do at our business and at our store and into their personal lives of asking simple questions of what's going on outside of work. Or like you said, what's one goal that I can hold you accountable for outside of of what we do here at Chick-fil-A goes such a long way with building trust with them, with letting them know that you're in their corner, that you're going to be there to support them, not only professionally, but also personally. The next thing that I had down was the next yes. I know you've coined that phrase, but being open to the opportunities that God's placed in front of you, the big ones, 
the big decisions, whether or not to change careers or to move to a completely new city in a completely new state or the small things, whether or not to have that conversation with that individual on your team or whether or not to invest time in serving through a number of different ways. Then the last thing that I have was the forgiving mentality and the grace that you can approach life with and knowing that personally, you're not always going to be perfect and giving yourself some of that grace and knowing that more than likely you're going to, you're going to probably be your biggest critic. And so being forgiving of yourself when you feel like you're not measuring up or you're not as effective as you should be as a leader at home or as a leader in the store. And then also being forgiving of your people that you have around you in your life, whether that's your family or whether that's your team to forgive fast so that they feel freedom to fail and then to learn from those mistakes and to ultimately grow even more because they feel that level of empowerment and freedom and support from you to know that you're going to be forgiving and you're going to give them grace. Kathy, anything you wanted to add to this as we wrap up here today? I don't think so. I think that that next yes is is the key to the the joy and the peace. I just had a talk with a leader the other day and in I said that there is such peace and obedience. And I believe that that's true, that there's so much peace and obedience to Christ. And the fact of, you know, if you, if, if I pray and I say, God, I say, yes, whatever it is, I say, yes, before you ever show me, I can't mess it up. If I just follow up every single one of his yeses, you end up exactly where he wants you. Keep impacting. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. Kathy, you said it best. There is joy and peace and obedience in saying yes. Thank you for coming on the show. Please do me a favor. If you enjoyed the show today and you want to hear more from other Chick-fil-A operators across the country, hit subscribe so you'll know when the next episode drops. Stay saucy, everybody, and we'll see you next time on the Secret Sauce Podcast.